Around the same time in 2004, Mel Gibson released the movie The Passion of Christ. As Mel Gibson is preparing for this movie and proposes it to Hollywood, they tell him that this kind of topic and theme would be irrelevant and end up causing your movie to fail and to just blockbuster. But instead, he, so, he felt so cultivated to do this that he himself took his own money and invested it to, into his movie himself. So up to today's date, there has been $612 million worldwide that he has grossed from this movie. On opening week, it earned $84 million. And by that Wednesday, that following Wednesday, it has made $125 million. And to this day, it is ranked number four overall in the most earnings on opening weekend. And that movie still to this day is the most watched movie across the world, especially during Holy Week. Hollywood said that this movie would be irrelevant and not a topic worth watching. But yet to this day, why is the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ still something that is not irrelevant? It's something that has occurred 2,000 years ago. But even to this day, it is still being watched over and over and over and is going to be watched Good Friday or other days through this Holy Week. I don't know about you, but every time I watch it, I'm still moved and touched by the movie itself, how it was put together, and the impact it makes every time I watch it, no matter how many times I watch it. So the question, my dear brothers and sisters, that I would like for us to begin to ponder and to reflect about as we begin the Holy Week, the holiest week of our liturgical year, the question, what is our disposition when it comes to this week, to today as we celebrate Palm Sunday? Or to even put it in a different context, what is our frame of mind or framework when we approach this week? Today, as we begin the most holy of holy weeks, we begin reminding ourselves and remembering and re-entering into the moment in which Jesus prepares himself and enters, the, enters Jerusalem. So what is our disposition? What is our framework to all of this? One of the challenges and difficulties with Holy Week is it seems like any other week. We call it Holy Week for some reason, but it's not so holy for us. It's just another week in the 50, 52 weeks we have in our calendar year. It's another day in, in the same as all other days, 365 days a year. So what makes it holy and why should it be so important for us and something that we all prepare for and get ready for? It's the holy of holy weeks is because we all together as a church remind, recall, and re-enter into the great mysteries of our faith, Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. 
Yes, if we look at it, okay, cool, it's just another event. But the challenge is we don't understand the gravity to that mystery. If we look at, look at it from our second reading from the letter of St. Paul, we can truly begin to understand the gravity and the seriousness of this mystery and why our disposition, our framework as we enter this Holy Week becomes very important. We hear St. Paul write, Jesus did not deem equality with God as something to be grasped at, but rather he emptied himself, took on the form of a slave to be born in the likeness of men. So what do we come to understand? What is Paul trying to get us to see? Jesus Christ existed with God, but there was no competition between God the Father and Jesus Christ. But what does exist between them is the love that is shared between him and his son, Jesus Christ. That love transforms him and through obedience he takes on the form of man, becoming the slave. It doesn't mean that he rids himself of his divinity, but he is fully God and fully man. He takes on our lowliness, takes on being a slave to save us all. This image of a slave is the lowly of the low in society. Someone who's forgotten, left, neglected. Jesus didn't come just to save the righteous. He didn't come to save the kings, the queens, those in power, those who have prestige, those who are recognized by society. But instead, he comes to save and to bring everyone to him. No matter who you are, no matter how far you've turned away from God, no matter what you've done in your life, God still loves you. And for that reason, he sent his son to bring us all back into that fold, to bring us back into God's love, and most importantly, to experience God's love wholeheartedly. We hear in scripture, God is love. This image of God as love is not just this theoretical concept we have anymore. It's not just this thing that we just hold to be true. But as we come together with the universal church and walk through this great mystery, we begin to unpack for ourselves the understanding of why and how God is love. That love is so radical that it begins to change our relationship with God and therefore our relationship with our brothers and sisters are changed forever. God became man so that man can become like God. It may sound crazy, but when I say to be like God is to be in the loving embrace of God the Father, to give of ourselves unconditionally, a self-sacrificial gift of myself to the other without wanting, expecting, demanding anything back for myself. That is why the passion is relative. That is why even to this day, people still come and still remind themselves of the passion. And that's why the universal church today prepares us 
for this solemn celebration as we take our time meditating, chewing, and digesting on this great mystery. Just like the Passion of Christ, the movie, every time we watch it, every time we participate in it, we get something more from it. We come to the celebration of this Holy Week so that we can come to begin to break apart, to digest, and to understand more deeply how God has loved us. Because if God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present, think of it this way. Couldn't God just snap His fingers and say everything is fixed, everything is done, humanity is saved? So that way, Jesus wouldn't have to die on the cross, the most embarrassing death in the world, but most importantly, it was meant for criminals and crooks and the lowly of low in society. But instead, he embraced the cross. He took it on on himself and died on the cross, rose again from the dead, so that we can begin to embrace that love that God the Father has for us. As we entered and read the gospel in parts, we all begin to see how we have taken part in this, how we have fallen short in loving God, how we have contributed to his death. So then how do we begin to transform and change ourselves so that we can receive those graces of love, so that we can fully respond to God's love just as he does to the Father in obedience? by dying on the cross for you and I. We look at that framework when we watch the passion of Christ. We open our minds, our hearts, and allow what we see visually enter into our hearts and allow the cinematic aspect of that movie to impact and lead us somewhere. So as we come to Holy Week, let us open our minds the same way as we sit and watch the Passion of Christ. Open our hearts to God's love and recognizing it together as a community. Together as God's family. As brothers and sisters coming together to celebrate Holy Thursday. As Jesus leaves us, His body, blood, soul, and divinity becomes a sacrificial lamb for us and illustrates for us, if I'm going to give myself and love, it's going to cost me something. It's going to require a sacrifice. And that sacrifice, therefore, is pointed to Good Friday, his death on the cross. But that love doesn't end and doesn't separate us there. That love, that sin that has fractured and broken our relationship with God is now being restored again through the cross. And in Jesus' resurrection, we now can cry out to God, our Father, Abba, Father, hold me, love me, allow me to be your sons and your daughters. So my dear brothers and sisters, As we begin this Holy Week, the holiest weeks of our faith, let us not come to Holy Week being bitter, being frustrated that we have to be here, but let us together come with open mind, open heart, so that we can more reflect and chew and digest 
and understand how God has loved each and every one of us. To begin to recognize how that love has been shared with us so that we can come to a fuller grasp of the relationship God has with Jesus Christ. And most importantly, what he's calling and asking us to do, which is to respond unconditionally to that gift of love that he's given each and every one of us.